Welcome everyone to the happiest podcast in the planet, hosted by Ungolo Kante, Ungolo Kante, and the fact that there are no longer any international breaks in this season. And joining me today to celebrate this fact is LE and OVA, the dynamic duo. We're here to celebrate the fact that there's no international breaks. How are you guys doing? I'm good, man. Good. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. All right. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Now we're we're going into like festive season and, you know, everything is going to be crazy, hopefully, and crazy good in Green Arrow's aspect. But yeah, let's look at what happened before the international break in game week. Um, Game week 11. Uh, It was a straightforward win for Manchester City over United uh, as questions over Oli continue to rise, but man, he still keeps his job. And uh, Conte's first game was his snooze fest, a very boring nil-nil game with Everton, and people are still somehow looking for looking out looking forward to get Keane and Son. And finally, West Ham they bought Liverpool's bubble as it become the first team to beat the Reds in this Premier League season. Um, before we we start looking at how we're going to dive into game week um twelve. I just want to review game week 11. I'm going to ask you guys individually, like, first of all, Ovie, who was your um biggest W from game week 12? Um, I have to say it was Trent. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, he okay. A nice return. Um, I didn't have Cancelo, and I was already fuming at the fact that I didn't have him, but he came through with a nice double digit hole. I think he came through with 10, so yeah, he has to be my biggest W. I think he came with 12, yeah? It was a goal and assist, oh. yeah? Yeah, it was definitely a goal and assist and three yeah, goals, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that because I also did not own Cancelo. And mentioning Cancelo, I think I already know where, we'll be, um, where Leonard's going to go with this. L.E. was your um biggest W. My biggest W this game week was Gallagher from Crystal Palace. <sighs> oh, okay. Um, the, the reason why you know, for my team, from his perspective, why he gets the biggest W award in my team is because at his price point and my expectations for him this season, he was supposed to be my uh, bench player. And he has come back with, I think, uh, 24 points in two game weeks against Man City and Wolves. So for me, this game week, uh, well, game week 11, rather, Gallagher was my um, my biggest W in my team with 11 points. Yeah, yeah, Conor Gallagher... I think he's really overperforming. I think he's the second highest midfield, highest scoring midfielder behind, obviously, Mo Salah in the game. And that's big for someone that started at 5.5. I think he's 5.8 now. So, yeah, Conor Gallagher definitely doing the business and someone that I think I'm, I'm very interested in. How about your biggest L's, you know, um, over here? I would say it's um, Jamie Vardy again. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you don't have him. He's doing well. You then get him, and it's like what? 
three straight blanks or four straight blanks. Yeah, he has to. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Vardy checks his ownership on FPL, and when he sees that he's rising, he's like, okay, I'm going to go on a this thing. One yeah. people sell him, he just starts doing this, and so um, yeah, Jimmy Vardy was a sad one. I don't want him, but yeah, I feel what you're saying. Um, what about you, uh, Mister? I have to. I have to agree with Ovi on that. Jamie Vardy was my biggest hurt. I mean, when I bought him, I assumed he would come through, you know, at least have some sort of donation to my team. But four points in the last three games is just not good enough at his price point and, you know, everything else considered. Leads have been terrible all season. And then he can't even, you know, get an assist or a goal against that terrible Leeds team. He has to take the biggest L for me and my team this 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 game week. All right, there you have it. Biggest W's, um, Trent and Cancelo. Biggest L all goes to Jamie Buddy. All right, game week 12. The, you know, the business end. This is like, for a lot of FPL managers, this whole period from now to like, I think the FA Cup first, third round or whatever it is, is where it, the game really starts. And you can start, you know, projecting your ranks or seeing where you are. So right now, who are you guys you guys, who are who are you guys trying to bring in, or to you know to make that happen for this run or for this for just this game week? Let's say not for the run, but obviously if you're bringing for this game week, you're probably seeing something for the rest of the run to go. I'll ask some um, here first to go. Who is first transfer in? Is I'm doing two transfers this week. First person Ooh. would be Can- Cancelo. Uh okay. I'm tired of not having him. <laughs> so there's no stats behind anything it's just straight tiredness yeah, yeah no, I'm just um, the, the number of shots he takes his expected assist for a defender is crazy I just yeah. don't think I can go without having him anymore so yeah that's my first transfer yeah in the last I was I saw something today or was it yesterday the last four game weeks um, behind uh, the only player to have more I mean I guess the only person behind Salah with more uh, with shots is cancelled in the last four game weeks, and that's just crazy. And yeah, I see the reasoning behind that because only if only, we all know what Salah does. If Salah is the only person ahead of him on shots, then yeah. I think he's more than just a defender at this point. And yeah. I see the reasoning, and I think I'm also on that um, that trail. Uh, let me ask uh, Le his um, his transfer before we go back to your second transfer. <laughs> So I'm looking to bring in some attacking city assets. I haven't made up my decision yet, uh, but I'm looking to either Gabriel Jesus, you know, a straight swap for Ronaldo, or I'm trying to see if I can wiggle Phil Foden into my team somehow. I haven't figured out the maths yet, but I'm looking to um, bring in uh, two city attacking assets. Mm, interesting. So basically, it's just a city thing. I mean, and their fixtures are okay. I mean, it's fix- I think every, I think at this point, Man City's fixtures should all just be green because everyone is is they can they can go through anyone as they have shown us. Um. So yeah. Uh. I I guess I guess I I'm also considering uh Phil Foden as well and Kevin Jesus. I, if he was like I think I said in like the previous episode, if he was a midfielder, definitely. Could be someone that I would I would love to to but being him being a striker just I don't know just rubs me the wrong way I guess. Uh, Ovi, what about you? Who's who's the second um player you're looking to get into your team or? Um, yeah, it'll be um Antonio. Hmm. Just interesting. 
is the only at this point, if we're keeping him on, he's the only striker that's worth just you know staying in your team permanently. And he had an ex- excellent international break. Yep, he yep. Got a beautiful goal, so I think he has the right. He's in the right, you know, space to you know mm-hmm. bring me points. This point, and you know how it is with strikers and how the points are cast these days. So yeah. Okay, yeah, I definitely agree with um Antonio. I think he's he's caught in both games for Jamaica, in the and the second goal against um the US was like a pile driver. Oh, uh, Leonard, are you making two transfers, or are you going to give us like a second transfer that um you think someone should um so should consider? To, to, to be completely completely uh, honest with the listeners, I am not making any transfers for game week twelve. I am banking my transfer. Um, but for game game week thirteen, I am planning on doing a double, a double transfer um, with my two okay. free transfers, and I am with you guys on the Antonio train because, as Ovi mentioned earlier, this FPL season is very funny. There are no strikers at all who are performing, and Antonio seems to be the only consistent, despite the fact that he plays for, for West Ham. You know, he's doing considerably better than the uh, the Ronaldo's, the well, Lukaku and Timo Werner are both injured. But at this point, he's just the only one that seems to be um, the only forward in the game who seems to be consistently returning. So I'm with you guys on that. So I'm looking at a Man City attacking asset and Antonio. I just have to do the maths to figure it out how I'm going to get that into my team. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I see that and understand. So basically, you're being honest, everyone. But if, okay, I, I'm going to ask this like, since you're not making any transfer, who do you think? Are you saying the um listeners should go for Antonio? Or who do you think anyone that has like a good November slash December coming up that they should consider? Or, or am I putting you on the spot? No, 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 not, not at all. I think the priority this game week should be a city asset because city have a string of about seven to eight good fixtures where they play weaker teams in the league. So you want to really you want to really have these attacking assets in your team before, you know, things like price rise or, you know, um you miss out on a haul. Things like that. You want to get them in your team so that you don't have any regrets. So I would I would prioritize the city the city um attacking assets this game week. True. But I what I would say is for me, the city, I, I get it. City looks good and everything, but I'll be cautious with like City going because we know we're going. I think we're playing game week 12, is it Saturday, game week 13, then game week 14 is a midweek, and before you know it, we're into December. So, you obviously know that just gives a uh, pep excuses to rotate. So, that I would obviously thread the city line with caution, basically, what I'll say. But I mean, Foden is a good shout, Cancelo also a good shout, and all those things, but you know, just you know. Make sure your your bench is bench is set and ready, so you don't get too burnt by the you know the eminent rotation that we all know is going to happen. Um, so that's that. I mean, okay, you said we're basically saying begin up Antonio, and it's weird because Antonio's fixtures are not great, but obviously we're doing that because of the player he is and not just the fixtures, and he's been consistent. Okay, I mean, who who's on the chopping block? Who are we sacrificing? Who's who are we taking out? Obviously. Um, Leonard, you said um, you are not transferring anyone. You're not making any transfer. So, I'll start with you. Who do you think is underperforming or not? You know, not getting the bang for their buck and should be 
you know. Well, for me, for my team personally, it has to be Ronaldo. Um, I really had high not... expectations when I um when I bought him into my team. So he's the first out at twelve point four million. He's the first out of my team to sponsor the potential transfers I'm making in. So for me, um, it has to be Ronaldo. However, I, mean, I would go not on, before go on. a Watford game. Not before a Watford game, though. Oh no, not not for the Watford game. Now you know, as I mentioned, I'm not making yeah. any transfers this game week. But oh, okay. For game for game week twelve, definitely Ronaldo would be uh, is on the way out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'll we'll get I'll get back to you. Um, we're going to hear what Ovie has to because obviously he's he's bringing in two players. He said so. I want to know who. Who who is sacrificing or who he doesn't you know like the look of at this point in the season or going into game as well? Um, first player is Ben White. You know, <laughs> has been a good servant, can't lie, but it's not looking good for Arsenal's fixtures. And true, to be honest, he's the one making play for Joao Cancelo at this point. So yeah, it's with Ben White. Yeah, Benoit has Liverpool. I think the Newcastle is okay, but then mind you, Everton. It's just mixed and uh yeah, so I, I definitely get the reason me and Benoit. Who else? Uh um the second one, no. There's no there's no hard mass there. It's uh, what's his name? It's uh, Jamie Vardy. I think his time is done in my team. And yeah, he has to leave that price point. He's I mean at ten plus million can be bringing in like four consecutive blanks. True. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Vard is an easy is an easy sell, to be honest. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. I'm going to ask you again, um, Leonard. Uh who would you okay, not not based on your team, just based on the general game, who you think should be if people are looking to make any transfers out, who should they look at? Don't say Jimmy Vardy, obviously. But no, I wouldn't say Jimmy Vardy, but I'd I'd make a general statement. I would say if you have any heavy hitting forwards in your team, you should get get rid of them because none of the forwards have performed. Um, you should look at you know beefing up your midfield or defense, okay. and using the fu- using the funds from these uh, premium forwards because so far this season I I don't know the meaning of premium forwards anymore. You know, based nah. on the points returns for these self proclaimed premiums. Um, so that would be what I would suggest listeners to do. If you have, you know, a very premium forward in your team, look to get sh- shipping him out first. That would be that would be my priority. Okay, okay. I mean, other people would argue that this is time to bring in Kane. So, okay, and I know I think we've spoken about Kane before, and I know where you stand. Um. So just before we go into our captain picks. I would, you know, I'll ask you guys what you think. If if you had a if you if you're a manager now or anyone that's listening and there are any points where they have enough money in the bank and they let's say they have a midfield that they want to get rid of and they also have a striker they want to get rid of, but they can only go to Kane or Son, who would you say they should get? Um over here. Would you would you suggest? Like I'm just hypothetically speaking, obviously. Yeah, I mean, so if you, if you have enough money about, to go to both of them, yeah. If you have enough money to go to both of them, I would say son. I would get too carried away by you know international <laughs> San Marino Atrix. Nah, <laughs> if you look at the way um, Mourinho used them 
and the also the way Conte plays. I just don't think that um, because of how Conte sets up his teams, they are very heavy defensive-wise. And then, therefore, you would need speed going forward to make effects on the other side of the pitch. Hmm. We know Son has the athleticism. Kane probably would do well if they if they were playing against a lesser team that they were, you know, pressing from the beginning to the end. But when you play against a team where you have to, you know, transitioning, I you're playing on the counter. I just feel like Son would be the one to be on the, you know, receiving end of those Kane passes, which he tends to play mm. as he's getting older, he's dropping deeper and then he's making those passes. So I definitely think um, Son is a person to go to. Okay, one one word for human Son. Uh, L.E., Mr. I'm guessing you're going to go Son as well. I'm going Son as well, but for a slightly different reason to what uh, Obi said. Um, for me, okay. the main reason why I'll go with Son, right, is because even when Spurs were at their worst under um, Nuno, Nuno, Son was still performing. You know, given True. he was yeah. still returning, right. And you also look at the fact that so far in the Premier League, I have not been, I have not seen. You know, Kane falls under the bracket of the premium forwards who are not performing to me. Because so far this season, after 10 games, I have not seen any justification for his price tag, personally speaking. No, none at you know. all, to be honest. Meanwhile, I have seen Son is Son, right? And despite Spurs being terrible so far, well, in, 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 in a handful, in, in, in a lot of games so far this season, Son has still has still been able to, 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 to provide, I think, four goals and four assists, or correct me if I'm wrong, something along those lines. Four goals and you two know. assists, yeah. Four goals and two assists. So I haven't. And he has missed know, two games as well. So and he has yeah. missed two. You know, so so to me that those reasons alone solidify my selection of um, of Son over Kane. You know, considering if money wasn't an issue and I could afford either Son or Kane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to show Kane some love, and it's not. If, I I think if you're in a position, and obviously you're saying there's a shortage of strikers or stuff. I think I would go. I would go Kane. Just because the fixtures, the next four fixtures, Leeds next, Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich. He has three home games against Leeds, Brentford, Norwich. I feel like with the Conte and the whole Renaissance thing, it's something that I would be interested in doing, getting Kane. And obviously, when those fixtures are done at 16, Kane is an easy switch for me to go to Cristiano Ronaldo, who has his, I think from game week 17, it just becomes beautiful for Cristiano Ronaldo. So, Instead of it to make you, you could switch from Kane to Ronaldo with one transfer instead of you know trying to move money because everyone's going to try to hop on Ronaldo when he has Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, and so on, and he has like basically easy games. So I, I would you know I agree with what everything you guys said, but I think Kane is an interesting pick, and if you could do both, I said, and you have someone obviously like a question said, you have someone that you want to get rid of. In the forward line, I think Kane is someone you can, you know, just it's four game weeks. See what he can do for those four game weeks. If he doesn't, if he casts, then you can obviously go to Ronaldo. If he does, then you know, because people do not trust Kane. So that would be my argument. But I don't know how how much how valid it is or anything. But yeah, I just thought I'll ask that because obviously it's interesting right now with all the whole situation going going on with the whole situation with Spurs, Conte and those four fixtures that they have in the next four game weeks. 
All right. Um, I would, you know, I've, I'll go to Captain Peaks. Um, I'm going to ask you guys who who you who you're going to captain, and um, I'm guessing it's Mohamed Salah. I mean, I mean, at this point, <laughs> <laughs> do we still have to ask? I mean, but I mean, yeah. Under normal circumstances, you would want to make the excuse to captain someone else, seeing as he plays Arsenal and Arsenal are what like the top three defenses in the league right now. Yeah. Would, so on paper, there's an argument against captaining Salah. But then the question when you say you don't want to captain Salah is who do you then captain? Who is okay. performing at that level that can rival that Salah captain pick? And right now, there's just nobody. So, you know, everyone I'm sure is just going to play safe and live away with Salah. You know, just follow the. Follow the majority so I don't get burned. <laughs> but okay, I get that. I get that. And that's the question I was going to ask. Like, who do you captain if you if someone was not going Salah over um, Leonard? Who do you think they would they should go for? Who do you think could rival Salah? Because Salah has scored Ronaldo <laughs> against Watford, yeah. Yeah, I would go if you you know if for some reason you do not want to captain Salah, go with Ronaldo because you know in my experience of playing FPL. Um, and especially uh, managers under pressure, when it's time to, you know, you've had two weeks to relax. Everyone's coming off the joy of playing for their countries, and you have sort of an easy target in your Watford team, who's not. They're not. They're not good. Let's 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 call it a spade a spade. They're not. They're not good at all, right? Yeah, true. And you know, you have. Ronaldo, who was very visibly frustrated against Liverpool, mm-hmm. he was frustrated against Man City. So mm-hmm. I feel like in this instance, you know, given the opportunity, well, you know, for some reason you, you cannot captain Salah, Ronaldo would be a very able deputy to captain, given that he's coming from an international break, given that Man United is under pressure, and given that they're playing Watford. So for those three reasons... If, as I said, if you cannot captain Salah for whatever reason, you know, maybe you're trying to pull a fast one on your mini league or you do <laughs> not own Salah, True. Ronaldo, is, Ronaldo is the way to go. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. My my thing is Salah right now, the reason... I don't think Salah is the best captain pick this week, to be honest. I think someone like Son, someone like Ronaldo that you mentioned, someone like even Harry Kane, could be, you know, very good. But what is scary is Salah's ownership. 76% is no joke. And so as Salah gets steps on the pitch and you don't captain him, you're losing points. You're losing rank or something. So that's the thing. I think in normal, if Salah was around the 35%, I would be bold. I, would, I think I'll be bolder to, you know, do something different. But that's just, I don't, I'm not, I'm not ready for that. I don't think he's the best captain because Arsenal, have improved defensively. Salah has not been on the... He has gotten five points in the last two games. So he's not peak performing and he's not. He's playing one of the meanest defences in the last four game weeks in Arsenal. So those things, obviously, adding, adding them together, don't scream, captain me. But then, 76% ownership of the game, that's mil, six million people plus, would just be like, I mean, okay, I can't. Yeah, you don't want to go against that. 
Yeah, may I add that? Like, um, yeah, Arsenal have a good defense, but I mean, if you look at the caliber of teams they've come up against, true. You know, they haven't really played anybody tough, and I'm not <laughs> saying that that just means that they're gonna. You do, they're definitely gonna concede. I mean, it will be interesting. It will yeah. be an interesting game. It'll be an interesting watch to see how Ateta attacks the game and whatnot. But you already, uh, Ateta is not attacking the game. He's defending the game. Don't worry about that. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Worry. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just the fear. Honestly, I think it's just the fear of captain and not captain Salah and going against 6 million people. And Salah can score against any position as he has shown Man City, Chelsea, Manu. So, I mean, personally, I'll say captain Salah if you're really bold, look out for Son or Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo is the second best captain. Is the best captain option this week. I think Salah is somewhere around second or third, to be honest. But, I mean, we'll find out what captain Salah, yeah? Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we have it there. I just, you know, thought I would, you know, try to bring some interesting topics to me but obviously no one's budging so we're going to move on to the final part of the pod bonus points this is for for the for the real ones the ones that stay to the end and stuff so um we have three people on today and we have three bonus points i would how i have one i hopefully you guys have one for me and um i am going to start and my bonus point for this week is it's all about taking hits. I'll say do not take a hit just to give yourself a selection head- headache. I'm all, obviously what I'm saying is I'm trying to expand is basically don't don't make to don't take a minus four and bring and get a team and then you're benching someone that you think might score points. Look at your tra- your your team before you make your transfers for your minus fours or whatever. If you can feel that eleven that you're comfortable with, then you don't you don't need to. Don't take a minus four and then you have twelve players and you're struggling. On your first eleven, basically. So I don't think don't give yourself an unnecessary headache selection wise. Just you know, don't don't do that. That's my bonus points. I'm going to go over to OVA for our next bonus points. Um, my bonus points will be strange. It's <laughs> okay. Buy that premium defender. <laughs> it might okay. seem crazy. It might seem mad. Buy him. Well, I think. If you put the if you put defenders and strikers and you rank them the top twenty, right? Yeah. Guess how many strikers are in there? Like two. Five. Oh, okay. So of, if you then make it like top twenty-five, there's just one more striker in there. So in the top yeah. twenty-five, there's just six strikers, and then the remaining are defenders. So, I mean, you look at defenders and you say, oh my God, they're too expensive. But, I mean... They are performing the strikers at, at this as, point, yeah. At this point. And when you look at them as midfielders, it's now, it's okay. And most of them are playing like midfielders with the era of... Um, wingbacks. Inverted wingbacks, you know. They are True. more or less midfielders at this point. So, why are you keeping that premium striker when you have more reasons to play? Me going forward, I'm looking to start playing five at the back. If I'm being honest, yeah, and, and look it, about. Sorry, sorry, go on, go on. Go the on, thing I was going on. to say is like FPL is a points game. It doesn't respect position. Obviously, you have to choose a formation, but FPL doesn't give defenders more points or 
obviously uh, it does actually give defenders more points for scoring and defenders are scoring so but it, it doesn't matter what position it is once a def- once a player on your pitch does something they will be rewarded points so exactly yeah i get i get that so yeah buy that premium defender and note to self cancelo um over here, um Leonard, to wrap wrap things up for us i'm 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 waiting for some serious wisdom here so this is an extension of uh both of you guys points you know okay. um my my bonus point is move away from premium attackers oh, cool. because as we have seen so far this season there's just no financial sense in keeping these premium attackers on your team anymore they hope that you know ronaldo would return or Aubameyang would return or Kane would return. It it vanishes each game week, you know. So I would take that premium attacker money and invest it in other aspects of your team. Get a nice, solid five midfielders that you can play week in, week out, and you know, relax. So that would be my uh my bonus point. Okay, you heard it here first. Um, my bonus point: was don't take unnecessary hits. Give yourself to give yourself selection headache. Ovier said, buy that premium defender. And Lena said, sell that premium striker. So you already know it is 5-3-2 is what we're, what we're proposing now. 5-3-2 formation is is the way to go. Five premium defenders, two okay, I mean, two okay midfielders plus Salah and two cheap strikers, basically. I think it's what we're, we're going at. I mean, with that, I mean, thank you guys for, you know, doing this with me and we have come to the end of our uh, episode 27 of the FBL Dawn's podcast. Hopefully, I'll, we will. I know I'm not hopefully, I'm 100% sure you guys will be back at some point. I'm going to say good luck to everyone listening and get ready for the long haul because it's going to be long, 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 long season. And um, any last words from both of you? Good luck. Wish you luck, Green Arrows. <laughs> Um, for me, I would say, you know, keep your eye on Armando Broja at Southampton this game week. <laughs> um, he's someone I'm scouting to replace Jimmy Vardy with. So he's he's an interesting interesting player to watch and he plays Norwich this game week. So I'll be hoping, hoping he passes the eye test. All right. Green arrows, red players, Armando Broja, you heard it here first. Good luck, everyone. See you next week. Play, 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 play.